Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast where we talk everything events, sponsorship, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Sarah Brush, event professional for over two decades. My hope is that this podcast will help you use events and sponsorship to build community, grow your business, and make an impact. Let's get this party started. Hello, welcome back to the Event of Entrepreneurs podcast. And if you are listening when this episode just came out, then we are just a couple days away from Christmas. And I'm so excited about that. I love this time of the year. And if you are not following along on Instagram at Event of Brush, I'm doing a countdown to Christmas. So every day in December, I've been sharing the gift of events. And as a host, how does events impact your business? How is it a gift for you? How is it a gift for people to attend events? And so I would love for you to follow along and just kind of see what we're sharing about. And I'm featuring some other entrepreneurs that host events in their business. So wanted to kind of just give a shout out on that and let you know. Today, we're going to talk about some important items in your contract with your venue that you really want to pay close attention to to make sure there's no issues down the road. So let's get right into it. Number one is the name of your meeting room. This seems very simple, but it's very important to have that meeting room name or if you have multiple rooms listed in the contract because I have literally seen where hotels have double booked meeting space and they've given the room to someone else that has more people coming, spending more money at the hotel, you know, needs more space. So your room goes away and it goes to somebody else and you get assigned another space. And you might have loved that room. You might've picked it because it has great lighting or you just love the location of it. There's so many reasons why you would want a specific meeting room. So just make sure that that is in the contract. And so there's no issues later on if for some reason that room ends up disappearing and going to somebody else, you know that it's in your contract and you have, you know, you can stand on that fact. Number two is some things that play really close attention to is the date to release your hotel rooms so you don't have attrition. Typically, hotels will let you reduce your room block by a certain amount of rooms on a certain date so you don't have to pay for those rooms. So it's just really beneficial for you that, you know, if you haven't filled all your rooms and you're responsible for those, you have some leeway there to release some of those rooms and not be responsible for them. So just paying really close attention to your hotel room block, seeing how many rooms you have left that you need to sell and when you can release those. Number three is the dates for F&B, so your food and beverage. When is that due? When is your meeting room setup due? All of those kind of things are very important because if they come down quickly and all of a sudden all of these things are due and you're kind of rushing to make these decisions, it can be very stressful. So making sure that when you look at the contract that you really put those dates on your calendar and you're very clear on when everything is due within your contract so that way you can plan around it and just make sure you have time to make the correct decisions that align with your event. Number four is concessions. So you can negotiate concessions in your contract, which can be different things like discounted rooms for your staff. Maybe there's a discount at the spa. 
maybe the hotel or the venue is going to provide you amenities that you can give to some of your VIPs. There's lots of different things that a hotel or a venue can offer you as concessions. So just think about what's important to you and negotiate that within the contract um, because it's very typical to have concessions in your contract. So you just want to make sure you're getting what is valuable for you. Number five is paying close attention to your payment due dates because you want to make sure that you are meeting those deadlines and you don't have any big payments that come up as a surprise. So just as you are with when your food and beverages do, your meeting room setup, all of those other details we just talked about. In addition to payment, just make sure you're paying close attention to what those deadlines are and when things are due. Number six is if you need to cancel, what is in the contract? You know, how many days out can you cancel with you know, certain amounts of payment due. So you just want to pay close attention to that because if for some reason you need to change your event, you want to know what you're going to be responsible for and when. Number seven is your F&B menus from the same year. So this is another one that seems really small, but I have seen where you book an event in, let's say, 2022, and you've seen the menus and they're a certain price, and then all of a sudden they release 2023 menus, and now you have to go off those menus and the prices are higher and the menus are different. So just make sure that it's clear in the contract which menus you will be using so that can't get switched up on you. Number eight is you can always ask for a site visit. Now, especially if you're um, booking something out of town, you can ask to have comp nights um, at that hotel so you can go and check out the resort and do that site visit to make sure it's a good fit and that you have your rooms taken care of. So that's always going to depend on how large your event is and the policy of the hotel, but it's definitely something great that you can ask for. Number nine is, you know, reviewing and seeing if you can bring in outside vendors and what are the costs associated associated. For example, a lot of times people will bring in their own AV vendors, but sometimes there is a cost for them to come in, bring somebody in different, and then for the in-house AV team to really collaborate with that AV vendor, they will charge you something for that. Of course, if you're at a hotel, they are not going to let you bring in your own vendor for food and beverage because they have you know, their whole setup there where you order food from the hotel. So it's just kind of looking at that because if you have specific vendors you really want to have there, you just want to make sure what the hotel policies are on that. Number 10 is just have everything in writing, everything, because a lot of times it may start out as like a good situation and you're just talking on the phone and they're giving you a lot of, you know, leeway on things and giving you some extra benefits. But if it's not in writing when it comes down to it, it basically hasn't happened. So make sure that anything that's really important to you with the event or something that you discuss with your conference manager that they're going to do for you, that it's in the contract or it's in writing if it happens after the contract, because you just want to make sure that there's no issues later and you know everything is very, very clear. So those are 10 tips for things to really pay attention to within your you know, contract for your venue. And actually another one I want to add, because I feel like this discussion is really leaning towards like hotel contracts. If you're at another venue, a really good thing to pay attention to is what is actually included, because many times you might be paying for the space, but that doesn't include tables. It doesn't include chairs. There's a lot of things that you have to cover on your own if you're at a venue that might not be a hotel that has all of those items already. So you might be, you know, bringing in vendors for chairs, tables, all of that stuff. So just make sure that you pay attention as well what you are actually paying for when you are renting a venue. So that's just a bonus number 11. <laughs> 
If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at Event of Brush, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate it that you spent it with me. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would love if you could review and rate it five stars. This helps us get the podcast out to more people. Thanks. Have a great day.